internets or wherever you're listening. I don't know, on your phone, wherever. Cheers. Yeah, cheers to you. It is the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. I'm Mike Wimacher. I'm Johnny Molson. And boy, this would be good on the radio, but it's too good. It's just too damn good. What would they do with it? Yeah, they would do nothing they with it. That's why, not, that, that's why it's not on it. They don't know what to do with it. That's so, what... Yeah, that's why we give it to you here. Did you? It's State Fair Week. It ah, just started yes. here. If if you're not listening in the Illinois proper area, the Illinois State Fair uh, began in earnest uh, earlier this week. Do you have any State Fair memories? Somebody asked me if I was headed to the fair, and I honestly don't think I've been to the fair since I worked at the radio station. Yeah, I I it, it doesn't because we had to be yes. All every day, all day, doing broadcasts. And the fair is fun for three hours. Thirteen days of the fair, it wears on you a little bit. It's a little bit too much mm-hmm. when we had to be. I, I'm with you. you we kind of we get. So, I love the fair, but it's just yeah. We get just, so much. You have to kind of detox. Yeah. I do feel like a uh, favorite memory for me was remember when we happened upon the goats in costume oh, contest. Yeah, was it goats? It was goats. It yeah. was goats. So it was like this. It was a goat costume, costume contest. contest. Yeah, it was great. I wonder if they're doing that this year. I don't know, but that was probably I one of my favorite memories. Like, I've done a lot of things in the fair over the mm-hmm. years in radio, but I never had the genuine smile I had yeah. when seeing goats dressed like Batman or like one was a boat. Like, it was just ridiculous. And they were taking it serious. I mean, oh, they, they were. were. Absolutely. This was, a, this was a big deal. This was a fashion show for these goats. Yeah. That and, and the harness races are always. Harness but, races are fun. Remember the year Buck Naked was one of the <laughs> horses? Put all your money on Buck Naked. Yeah, I just loved hearing and Buck Naked in the lead. Mm-hmm. Any any food that you always loved or enjoyed? Or it's funny you say that because I was thinking about um, you know because it, it, it fair food is it, you know it, you know what it is it's it's yeah. fried and it's it's greasy and it's it, what it is. But I remember uh, somebody from. The International Village, what's that called? Uh, Cultural Village now, or Village of Cultures, or whatever it is. Uh, The UN of food. (laughs) The Food UN. Um, We're going to be fooding. We're Food UN. Uh, somebody brought us stuffed grape leaves from yes. the Greek restaurant. <laughs> it was so good. That lady, was like, that was delicious because part of that was there was other individuals that we will not name that right. worked on the radio that would just kind of call out for food. Right. Need, right? Needed to be fed on a regular basis. <laughs> right, exactly. So, there's an emergency. Right, exactly. And so we would make fun of that individual <laughs> yeah. for that. And it just so happened that the grape lady had, from the Greek booth had heard that. Yeah. And brought and they, those were some of the most delicious yeah. things we I'd ever eaten at the fair. So if you go to the fair, that that's the kind of thing. Is look right. look for things like goat uh, costume shows and, yes. and stuffed grape leaves, and buy yourself a hot tub for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why they're always there, but there's always you can always get a good deal on a hot tub. But I don't I don't know about you, Johnny. When I'm walking around on a hundred degree heat off of gra- off of a blacktop, I think, how can I make myself hotter? Yeah. I know. Let me purchase one of these hot tubs. I do need a yardstick, and it's and it's an election year. <laughs> oh, oh no, it is election year, isn't it? So yeah. Oh, big election coming up, so I, you can go get a free yardstick. I'm sure. And fans. Uh, and you can get a Republican or a Democratic yardstick. They're it all, doesn't they're, matter. They're, 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 they're all giving the same. them out. Yeah. I, I don't know. One is lying to you, though. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't care. Whichever side you're on, one of those yardsticks is lying to me. Yeah. It's it's trying to push centimeters on me, and I don't want any part of that. Just give me inches. <laughs> I don't want your I don't want your leftist, uh, communist yeah. centimeters anywhere near me. Uh, moving on, uh, I have not been able to play this game in a while. So far, 
Whenever we've brought up stop me when it gets weird, I have found the story yeah. and and had you stop it when it gets weird. You actually have a stop again when it gets weird, so I can ring the bell when it gets weird for me. And it's a job posting out of Green Bay. Okay. That showed up on Craigslist. All right. That's all, all already some weird things going on yeah. there. I, I I do not care for Green Bay. And I'll just read I'll just read you the, and okay. you just decide if this is a, if this is a job for you, Mike. Okay. All right. Uh, looking for part-time or full-time farmhand, one to two people. Okay. Duties would include milking, scraping barn clean of manure, okay. barn maintenance, and a few other miscellaneous tasks. Uh, milking in a step-up parlor and time is 6 a.m. Okay. And, uh, and nights, about four to five hours a day, 20 bucks an hour. For milking? Yeah. 20 bucks an hour for just milking that teat. Uh, willing to work with a schedule, we ask that you have proper workwear uh, for working here, which always includes rubber boots, non-insulated bibs, coveralls, uh, such as... Utter tech. I guess it's a special kind of. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's weather tech for your car, but there's, there's utter, utter tech, tech for the for the just in case milkers. In case it gets a little bit squirrely there, and the milk starts going all over everywhere. You got utter tech. Light colors as well, such as light blue, pink, purple, orange, etc. Okay, Reim- that's getting a little weird. Yeah, reimbursement after a select period of time for workwear. We're also looking for a couple to film videos together in the barn. <laughs> videos include BSD, BDSM style videos in the barn. With- <laughs> <laughs> who am I milking now? Now all of a sudden, who am I milking? And by the way, when you're done over there. Who am I milking and what am I doing the BDSM yeah. with? Strip off your pink udder tech. <laughs> And show and me let's your see other the goods. T- exactly. We got other tech. <laughs> other uh, tech than other tech. We are also looking for a couple to film videos together in the barn. Videos include BDSM style videos in the barn with slash around manure. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Scat uh, films? And pay from $500 to $1,000 per video. All right. Let Th- me, that's wait. about two to three hours of work. <sighs> Okay, so five hundred bucks to a thousand dollars for two to three hours. Yes, or I can just squeeze the the cow teats for twenty dollars. No, 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 no. No, I have to do both. Yes, ideal candidate would do morning <laughs> chores and barn maintenance, and what? then proceed to film <laughs> afterwards. Uh, we fit it in in the non busier days, two to three times a week. Wait a minute, are they giving chores of this dairy farm in between? Well, when there's yeah, when when, when, there's when, no your, one chore, around. when your chores are done, uh, yeah, go, have, some, go have yourself some lunch. There's some and get yourself ready for some BDSM manure porn. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you'll you'd have to have some manure sex two to three times a week. Is this FarmerOnlyFans.com? We, <laughs> you don't have to be lonely with FarmerOnlyFans.com. <laughs> uh, we supply everything for filming and cleanup afterwards. Oh, wait. Oh, God. I, do I want to know what cleanup is? Call for call or text for more information. Must be 18 or older. And please read full ad uh, so all information is clear. <laughs> Don't just read to the utter tech part. Know there's utter things going on here. <laughs> and, and the, and the uh, headline for this job ad is dairy farmhand slash filming. <laughs> That's a That's little misleading. For me. That's misleading. Dairy farmhand and then. And filming. Around manure. Yes. God, there's... The with, inter- with and around manure. With and yes. around... Oh, my God. The, why... The, let me just say something, if I may, very quickly. When did we get to the point where just doing the hibbity-dibbity, doing the, the regular right. sex, 
is just like everyone's like, eh, that's I'm not for me. That. I'm bored with that. Yeah. I, I need I needed to in and around a manure in a barn. You know, Mike, I don't think you fully understand. Uh, it's it's tough being a farmer these days, uh, running a farm. You have to diversify. Uh, I get it. You know, you are at the whims of the commodity trades. They pay you whatever whatever right, the going right, rate right, is, and right. so you might you might not you, you may need to make some extra money uh, with the resources that you have there at the barn. And you've got a barn, you've got manure, you've got people who want to have sex, <laughs> and why not bring them all together? You're right. You're right. I'm looking at this an entirely wrong way. So FarmersOnlyFans.com is where you can find these particular films and these particular individuals. Yeah. Let me know well, if you want the link. I'll send it to you. Okay. Yeah. If I need a little extra scratch after some uttering around. Uh, <laughs> speaking of weird things, I found this list. I figured we could – we haven't done many lists here on this Too Good for Radio podcast. It used to be a staple of the show. Partially because we don't get a lot of interaction, but comment below wherever yeah. you're listening to this. I found a list of the best cult movies of all time. and so Interesting it, category. Right. and so Everybody what, has it a different definition. And what they do, though, what I, what I liked about this particular list is they gave us the parameters of different kind of types of cult films. Mm-hmm. And they, they broke it down into three different types of films that become cult films. Okay. All right? They list Late Discovery – which is usually occurs if a movie does poorly at the box office and then finds success in other markets such as home video, TV, or streaming. Okay. That, that's one definition of cult films. They have the so bad it's good variety of cult films, which is self-explanatory. And then they have the niche appeal, like the niche films. Yeah. They say whether or not... I like that you said niche, then niche. Yeah, just to cover both. You know, yeah, for our French audience and then for our Central <laughs> Illinois audience. Right. Niche or niche, whichever, how <laughs> continental you are. After we talk about manure porn, we right. got to class it up with niche. Absolutely. Uh, so they say whether or not a movie does well at the box office, its niche or niche appeal will always show through in fan enthusiasm. Just because a lot of people see a film first time around doesn't mean they're all part of the proverbial cult. So, got you. Those are three greats, all right? And they go back as far as 1959. Mm-hmm. And so we'll go through the list really quickly and say yay or nay if it's a cult film and yeah. how you feel about it. I think the first one knocks it out of the park. It's the original cult film, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Sure. Right? I mean, that I think we all can agree on. The next one up is— What category is that? Boy, I think that would probably be what— Oh, it doesn't say the category? No, but okay. I imagine that's so bad it's good, right? I think so, yeah. I, mean, I don't think that was yeah. a late discovery yeah, one. yeah. yeah. The next one is interesting, A Clockwork Orange. I I would say that's more a niche, right? I, th- I, so I think it's more of a niche than a niche. <laughs> niche. I don't want to be picky. Yeah. I, you know what? It is, I think it's a niche. Yeah. Kubrick would not want to say niche. <laughs> Kubrick would say niche. But I will say this about that film. Yeah. It is one of the rare films that I had to stop for mm-hmm. a moment and walk away from before I could finish watching it. And it is deeply disturbing. It's disturbing, and and what's in, what I always found interesting is that it's not even nearly as disturbing as the book. If you, yeah, if you, if you had to read the book read the in book. high school, the uh, you know the yeah the, with as disturbing as the movie is, the book is just horrible. Uh, but yeah, the, you know, that's, or is that a late discovery one? <sighs> Man, is a is a no. I, I mean, I do think it's a niche film because uh, it is. It, it's it's Kubrick and it's artsy and it, it has that. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta think. Yeah, yeah. Um, you gotta think about why am I watching this? Think at about times. the droogies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, up next is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I think that's once again a niche or a niche, right, of a certain type of comedy. 
Possibly, yeah. But I don't know if it's that possible a cult? late discovery too. I mean, yeah, I think that's that, true. I think that, I think that, that's true. I think it g- continued to get bigger as the years went on. I think you're right there because it came out in '75, and mm. I remember in high schools where I finally found it, and everyone was talking about it then. That was 15 some yeah. years after it was made. So I think that's a combination niche and late discovery or niche, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, every time I say it now, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Sure, that's got to be so bad it's good, right? Yeah, yeah. Although it could also, it's got some appeal no, in certain niches. I mean, it's. I mean, it certainly has has had a life longer than it than it deserves. Um, <laughs> and it's one of those movies. It's so it's so bizarre. The only real way to watch the movie is in a crowd of people who are doing the the Rocky Horror stuff. If you just sit at home by yourself and watch it, it's a terror. It's it, there, there's no enjoyment whatsoever. I tried it. The right? music's good, but that's about it. I tried it. I had not understood yeah. it. Like my uncle had talked about. Oh, I saw it in the movie theater. You throw toast and right. everything else, and I had never had that experience. So, I was in college. It was a weekend. VH1, of all places, was going to show it. It was right around Halloween. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to see what this is all about. Yeah. And I was like, this is God freaking yeah, awful. It is. It's terrible. Like, it's terrible. I, I was just sitting in the dorm room by myself. I'm like, this is awful. This is awful. So, yeah, it's the, the only— The, the yeah. time it takes to get to a good song is— That's the part. Torture. Yeah. It's like, okay, time warp, great. Yeah. Now I'm sitting around again. Oh, here comes Meatloaf. Okay. Right. And then I'm sitting around again. And stuff is—I'm like, what is—but you're right. It's the, it's the shared collective. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one on the list, I thoroughly enjoy the movie The Warriors. Oh, the Warriors, sure. Like, I think that is a late discovery yeah. movie. Like, I remember when I finally heard about that, and it took me forever to try to find a DVD yeah. copy of that to rent. And is it so bad that it's good? Is that is that the that's is that part of it, it too? Yeah. yeah, that's part of probably where it. it I mean, it could be in all three. It could to be. be to be honest with it could you, be. but yeah. Hey, Warriors, come out and play! Yay! <laughs> Just the, and the ridiculous amount of like the type of ga- the roller skate gang, mm-hmm. and then the the baseball furies, and just all the different. It just uh, it's it, fun to chef's kiss. It is. It's fun to look back at what filmmakers predicted the dystopian future to be like because a True. lot of that is happening right, right now, now. Yeah. You're <laughs> you know, right. I think I think uh, uh, um, Soylent Green is in 2022 I think it's literally oh, this year that, yeah. um, and you watch it's like well that's what they thought this was going to be like uh, and look there's plenty of dystopian around us but it ain't that right <laughs> We're not eating people. Yeah, we're not we're going on roller skates. Run through some more of these real quick. This is like uh, the best cult film to say. Evil Dead, 1981. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, Blade Runner, 1982. The Thing. I think The Thing is, what would you call The Thing? Is that a late discovery? Is that the 1980s thing? Yeah. the ni- Yeah. Was that, is that a late discovery? Is that a more uh, niche I th- film? I think... I think- both Blade Runner and, and The Thing, because they're good movies. Yes, they are. That's what I'm saying. I, I think yeah. they're, so I think they're in a niche. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going with niche through this whole thing. I don't know why. Scar- Scarface shows up on this list, and I don't understand how that's a cult movie. Is that a, I don't know if that falls into any of those. It may be late discovery. Possibly. Possibly, yeah. Um, this is Spinal Tap. Yeah. Another cult one. A movie I've never seen, Brazil. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. that a, that's a more of a niche, Definitely right? Definitely niche, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh-huh. That's another one niche. They live. I think they live is so good it's bad, right? Mm, sure. I came, I came, or so bad it's good. I should say. I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> uh, Heather's, yeah, is another cult classic. I love my, I love my gay dead son. Good dark, uh, good dark comedy. UHF from mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Weird Al. Reservoir Dogs is one that's weird to me, but under their parameter of late discovery, mm-hmm. makes sense because. 
No one really paid attention to Reservoir Dogs until yeah. Pulp Fiction hit it big, right. and everyone went back and was like, yeah. wow, Reservoir Dogs is a good movie. And Days and Confused... I don't know where that. I, I guess it's a I late discovery. I think that's one that yeah didn't have big box office, but then got yeah. bigger. Yeah, um, rentals. Hocus Pocus is definitely a late discovery. Uh-huh. That's one that became huge. Clerks right. is another one. Uh, Shawshank Redemption, which I don't consider that a cult movie, but I guess that's more of a late discovery thing. And it had you know has its followers that describe to it as much. Man, but I mean that, that was up for Academy Awards and everything. I don't know why, right. why I, that would be. I don't know how that's a cult movie. Yeah. I think they missed the boat on that one. Uh, the movie Friday, mm-hmm. uh, Showgirls is, def- <laughs> Showgirls is, is definitely so bad. a cult it's movie. Good. Yeah, and but the thing about Showgirls is Showgirls is more cult when you watch the edited version, right? When they try to like black like airbrush in. Um, the bikinis on the right. VH1, like it makes it even that much worse. That's true. Yeah. Than the original one. Uh, a few more here because they went in chronological order. Uh, Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a, a cult one. That's late discovery and, yeah. and niche as well. Uh, Office Space, another mm-hmm. late discovery. Donnie Darko is both late discovery and niche. And I've seen that movie numerous times, and I still know what the hell it's about. <laughs> uh, Fight Clubs on this list. Mm-hmm. The Room is so bad it's good. Uh, last couple of Napoleon Dynamite yeah. as a cult film, and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Rounds yeah, th- this, out their is, list. this is not a bad list. If no. you're looking for something to go- watch, there's a lot no, exactly. on here. Even the bad ones uh, are worth. So I found I found it interesting, and I love the fact that they gave us three kind that's of good. categories. I like so I so I enjoyed that. <clears throat> that's that's better than the cow poo thing. <laughs> that's a niche film. That's a niche. That film. is definitely that a niche, niche film. film. That is a very small niche film. Yeah. Uh, up next. We have a Dear Prudy. Okay. And I don't, I can't believe someone actually, I understand with Dear Prudy, it's anonymity, right? They don't, they don't call out whoever is writing this. Naturally. But I don't know if I would want, I'll just read it. I'll just read Here, you know what? Here, take this bell if okay. it sounds weird to you. Because this one just boggles my mind. Okay. Starts out, Dear Prudy, in the summer of 2011, my wife and I purchased a top of the line Joe Pin vibrator. We use it a few times. We're just beginning to really integrate it into our sex lives. Hang on. Let me go to incognito mode and <laughs> find out what this is. It's a J-O-P-E-N. So I'm pronouncing it Jopen. It may okay. be J-Open. I don't, I don't know. But that's a, that's the kind of vibrator. But anyway, they use it a few times. We're just beginning to really integrate it into our sex lives. When my wife died suddenly of a heart attack. Oh. The vibrator had nothing to do with that. Okay, good. Now, more than a year later, I've begun to date again. I've met a woman with an open mind, and I'm thinking she might be interested in using said vibrator. But I'm not sure how or whether to suggest it. Is it creepy to offer a dead woman's vibrator to someone else? And if so, what else can I do with it? Sell it on Craigslist? It's an expensive piece of equipment, barely used, and it should be employed and loved once again. No, 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 no. All all of my wife's other major possessions found wonderful new homes with dear friends of hers, but then again, a vibrator has got a different, well, vibe to it. No, 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 no. Sell it, toss it, or share it. Help me out. No, you wrap it up in newspaper. You put it at the bottom of the garbage uh, so nobody sees it. You put all your other garbage on top of it. You take it out back, and you never think of it again. Yes. I don't know. Who would bring themselves to write this letter, even right? In the, even in the best of circumstances, even if, if the woman said, hey, I don't need this anymore, I think I'll sell it. No. Well, if we know anything. 
Now, devil's advocate here, Mr. To Each His Own. Okay. We've just we've just seen a job opening about manure BDSM porn <laughs> inside of a barn. So there's going to be some weirdo that would probably purchase it. But would you feel comfortable? Well, this is your this is your wife that you shared intimate moments with who died suddenly of a heart attack. Right. Are you willing to go and sell it to a Craigslist weirdo? Because you know the weirdo is going to do weird things with it if you sell it. That's what I said. You, you, right. ra- you wrap it up in newspaper. You stick it at the bottom of the garbage. Or you, you put you other garbage it. on top of it. And then you burn it, right? Yeah. And then you keep, you, if you want to, keep it in an urn of her <laughs> with the ashes. And by the way, t- two things, because I'm looking at them right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how these work. This, the, the, I, I just don't know. I don't know where that goes. They're high I'm end, sure, apparently. Yeah, I'm just not sure where. Well, I mean, this new wife is, or new girlfriend's open-minded. Yeah. That's the one thing you definitely don't do. You don't open, you don't, okay, you don't open the conversation and be like, hey, new lady, I got this toy. Do you want to bring it in to the relationship? Because then they would ask where you got it from. And then you, then you would have to, you would have to disclose, right? You can't just, you can't just incorporate that into your bedtime routine and not mm. fully disclose where it had been first. No, because that comes under the, that comes under the cat. That would be akin to being in the moment and saying, "I was with other women and they really enjoyed when I do this." That, that you just, you're, you're killing the mood. <laughs> yes, you are killing the mood. Uh, so yeah, you toss it, you toss it, you throw. To your point, you bury it deep. Someplace else in the in the recess of the trash, and it ends up in a landfill somewhere. The you, most expensive one in their line mm-hmm. is 120 bucks. Oh, good lord! So that's, it's, not, that's it's, not, not, it's not a super valuable piece of equipment here. No, no. This, this dude's making it sound like it's five hundred dollars. No, no, that's no. awful. All right, here's what Prudy has to say. I can't even imagine raising the idea of asking your new squeeze to party with a vibrator loved by your late wife. Even if you cleaned it off with antibacterial toy cleaning spray, this suggestion is going to cause unnecessary friction. <laughs> like we did there, Prudy. Understand there is a piece of equipment, one permanently attached to you, that has been washed and used again with your new love. But paradoxically, intimate inanimate objects can feel more personal, and sharing certain ones would likely make anyone shudder. If just before her death, your wife had bought a $140 electric toothbrush, offering it to your girlfriend would make her gag. Of course. The Vanity by Jopin is also $140, comes in magenta, and its motor is apparently so powerful that when the user gets to where they need to go, she's probably magenta herself. But imagine trying to explain to your girlfriend that your wife only had a short time to enjoy her Jopin before her heart gave out, unrelated to the use of this equipment. There's the rub. You don't actually want to have that right. conversation. As for selling it on Craigslist, yes, it's possible that you could find the vibrator new home, but I would not want to meet the kind of person who would ring my bell in order to get a used vibrator. I understand you consider your Joe Penn investment grade, but sometimes expenses just can't be recouped. That's the right answer. That's level-headed prudy for you. Can you imagine just walking up to the bed and saying, remember my wife that had the heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> She had a really weak heart. Let's, let's see how you let's see how you respond. This is how we're dating now because this took care of her. Let's see what happens. Or to Prudy's point, putting the ad on Craigslist and then having to meet someone that'd be willing to purchase that, knowing what they know about where that thing has been. Yeah, get get a free newspaper, wrap it up, <laughs> stuff it at the bottom of the, and day. just continue to shove it down in the bottom of uh, some type of garbage receptacle. Speaking of garbage receptacles and garbage people. We take you to Las Vegas uh, and want you to meet 
Alan Rothstein, who I imagine sounds much like Woody Allen. I'm uh, Alan Rothstein. I'm Alan Rothstein, um, who uh, has a house to rent, and uh, he is now under investigation in federal court. Not Alan Rothstein. Yes. Um, I'll have my attorney call, call your attorney, and we'll settle this. Um, being accused of preying on a local mother. No. Who's desperate to put a roof over her head. Did uh, Alan do what I think Alan's going to do? And uh, what, what's incredible about this, he, he did do what you think he's going to do, but he made it legal. Well, it's, it's, it's Nevada, so he may be able to find a loophole. As uh, this mother is paging through the rental agreement, she comes to a page called Direct Consent for Sexual Intercourse and or Oral Sex. That's, that's the name of the document in the rental agreement. Okay. Uh, it goes on to say, please read this legal contract carefully. Uh, yeah, when it says direct consent for for that stuff, you want to make sure you dot all your I's and cross all your T's uh, and do you, some other things. You ha- <laughs> I love uh, Alan's uh, approach here. He says, before signing this, you have to agree that you are, uh, you are not signing this under the influence of any incapacitating intoxicant, aphrodisiac, or psychoactive substance, including but not limited to alcohol, drugs, Oysters, truffles, sea cucumber, strawberries, lobster, or dark chocolate. What? <laughs> because those you, are aphrodisiacs. You might not be in a clear mind when this happens. Pardon me, but you cannot be having the truffles or the oysters or the strawberries. Uh, the those next- will not be provided either if you decide to say yes to this. You, <laughs> the next paragraph. Does he have a brother that runs a farm in Wisconsin? <laughs> the next paragraph says you must affirm that you do not currently have a boyfriend, girlfriend, parent who is larger, meaner, and more <laughs> physically attractive, owns firearms, and or is more pos- uh, possessive. Why? Why the more attractive part in there? What all of a sudden, if like the if the parent showed up to not try attractive, to- aggressive. Did oh, I say attractive? I said attractive. No, you said a, a more attractive. And okay. I was like, uh, but what if he would then be like, well, we're going to change this agreement to your mother yeah. instead. <laughs> she's more She's more my speed. Yeah, I'm sure that's somewhere in there too, but no, not, not uh, more physically aggressive. aggressive. Okay. Um, that, that clears things up a little bit. Rothstein doesn't want to get beat up by somebody for this. According to the pleadings, she was told that if she didn't sign this, she was not going to be able to get the unit. So for all intents and purposes, it is sex for a place to live. That's exactly what it is. And it's almost on demand, according to the prosecutors. Oh, yeah. Come on, I mean, Ross. That, that's what the, can... Yeah, that's what the thing was called. Was At least the direct it, consent for sexual intercourse. It and can't or... be on demand. It's only one, You only have to pay rent once a month. <laughs> well, that's true. You can't just be like, oh, you know, that can't happen. Otherwise, you live rent-free for another couple yeah. months. Uh, and when asked, you know, what do we make of the fact that she, uh, she initiated this thing, uh, he, he, the prosecutor said nothing. People sign things all the time. The popular myth is, well, you signed it, so it's binding. There are a variety of things you can sign that are not binding. Any contract that is against the law or public right. policy is not binding. binding. I mean, uh, he may have tried to cover his tracks as much as he want, but just because she signs it doesn't mean she has yeah. to do it. Hello, it's 11 o'clock. I am here for my sex. <laughs> You have not before you signed this. You've not eaten any oysters. Let me let me smell your breath. Yeah, that's that's awful. What an um, awful. I hope he goes away for a very long time. 
He seems like the type of guy, though, that would buy that dead that guy's dead wife's vibrator, though. The uh, tenant uh, lawsuit alleges other several violations, including charging illegal, illegal fees, wrongful eviction after she refused sexual encounters. What illegal fees? I mean, if you, that should be the only payment you have. You can't force that upon someone and then expect them to pay money, too. Uh, the state found that he repeatedly made unwanted sexual advanta- uh, advances and when he uh, had the tenant come to his home to sign documents. He was fined $94,000 uh, and is now going to federal court for further investigation. So, yes, read those contracts carefully, ladies. Yes, read the fine print. Who's worse? The- we had really three terrible mm-hmm. people right here, mm-hmm. right? We had, we had Impressively the, terrible. Exactly. We had the manure BDSM folks yeah. under the guise of, hey, do some farm work early on in the day and then, you know, shoot these films later on. Uh, we had the guy who was wanting to sell or use his dead wife's vibrator. <laughs> and then we had Alan Ronstein trying to figure out how to get sex for free or not for free by giving someone a home. Yeah, and I love just how unprofessionally it's like he wrote it himself. It wasn't like he went to an attorney and said, right. "Hey, could you draw up this uh, contract?" It's just like mm, I just want to make sure that you've not had any strawberries or chocolate, uh, and that you are not so physically attracted to me that you're not thinking with a clear head right now. Yeah, how ugly is Rothstein? <laughs> that you like any like how path- how pathetic do you have to be yeah. to put this into? How much of a dry spell do you have to have hit to put this? Into by the way, Rothstein, just go, just go be a, a farmhand. If yeah. you if you really got that hard up for some sex, go be the farmhand in Wisconsin. And make some money, yeah, yeah, make some money on the side there, you jerk. If you find his mugshot, we'll, we'll yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll have to post it later. God, these people were awful today. But at least we made fun of them thoroughly. Yeah, that that was kind of nice. And uh, speaking of that, uh, don't forget the state fair is on. <laughs> Uh, if you really want to. <laughs> we need someone to run the Tilt-A-Whirl, but also later on by the Animal Barn, do a little you-know-what later on. My name is Alan Rothstein. Where do I sign? <laughs> Dude, pardon me. You do not have any fried oysters on a stick, do you? <laughs> I would not someone to have to eat those and then sign this binding contract oh, I have. Please God stay almighty. away from that. Indeed. No Rothstein at the fair, please. Well, thank you again for listening, yes. everyone. Yeah, that's why it's too good for radio. Too good for all radio. That, all that stuff. You never hear this good. on the radio. Yeah, you may hear a promo for this on the radio, but please like, subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, new episodes drop every Friday. Johnny's always a pleasure, my friend. Bye.